Welcome to episode 70 of the Organic Honey Podcast. I am your host, M.T. Stevenson. This episode is called PG-17. Brothers and sisters, thank you all so much for tuning in on yet another Sip and Chat. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy to hear from you. And if you're not so new to the podcast, welcome back. I'm so happy to hear from you. Brothers, sisters, parents, let's have a discussion. And you know what? We do not have time to waste. So grab your tea mugs and your coffee mugs because it is time for a serious sip and chat. Today, we are talking about our youth and what's going on with them. Why they seem to be misguided, miserable, and going in the wrong direction of life. And I'm sorry to say this, parents in particular, I am so sorry to be the one to tell you this, but it's our fault. Our children have lost their way because of us parents. Yes, I am not a parent, but I do take some responsibilities as well because we grown people, we humans are supposed to be examples to set for our children and we have dropped the ball. First, we've gotten lazy. We've gotten complacent. We blame on the differences and the changes of technology and the world. And we're not really putting our hands on the real, which is us. It is our job, our obligation and our gifts to be able to raise children and teach them in the way to go. That's how God intended it. And we've gotten lazy. We've dropped the ball because we want to blame everybody and blame everything for what we failed to do. I think we, and I say we, even though I'm not a parent, I say we, grown folk, individuals, parents, have blamed everything but ourselves because it seems to be favorable towards our feelings and not what really needs to happen. That is our fault. We blame it on the world because the world is in a different place and it, times have changed. The music is corrupting our youth. Social media is corrupting our youth. And I'm not saying that any of those things are not factual, but all of those things are controlled by us humans and we are not monitoring. We are not looking. We are not seeking. We are not asking and we are fearful of being embarrassed and too busy trying to seek validation. And our children who are not ignorant are smart enough to recognize this. And this is why they seem to be misguided. They are misguided and acting up, or let me say that word, bad, because we made them that way. We truly have. Now, I love to hear parents blame the music for why our children are like this is modern music is this rap music is this heavy metal they are corrupting our youth well those genres of music are created by people and two today's modern music is just as taboo to adult ears today as in the modern music from back in the day was to those parents then let me give an example in the 60s and the 70s they have created a whole culture called sex drugs and rock and roll based on the music of then they glorified drug use they were talking about being on incense and peppermints and all of this other stuff all of those musics then were drug induced later on in the 70s we had black exploitations that were glorified gang banging drug dealing and the music in fact curtis mayfield had a whole soundtrack 
for Superfly, talking about life in the ghetto, talking about drug dealing, talking about prostitutions, and they was listening to that stuff then. So it's nothing no differently about modern day music because modern day music is just a piggyback of stuff that happened then. So is it the music? No, not necessarily. Absolutely not. Is it technology? It's social media. Everybody has their attention averted on social media. That's right. Everybody has their attention averted on social media. Social media is just an entity of a technological being. That is a thing. That is a noun. We are the verbs that happen to social media. You're not talking to bots. You're talking to other people with all of these different ideas. And all of us are doing it to seek validation from people that do not matter. And that's what's wrong. Okay. And furthermore, we parents, and I put that in myself, even though I'm not a physical parent, I still have an obligation to teach our youth as well. We parents are not monitoring what our kids are posting, what are they reading, what are they listening to. We're not monitoring that. We are unaware. And you know what? That is the problem. So if our kids are out here clowning and doing a fool, we only have ourselves to thank and blame. So let's just call a spade a spade. The world is no different than it was then there was always corruption. There was always chaos. There were always Pharisees. There was always a Sodom and Gomorrah and a, and a Babylon. That would happen then and it's happening now because we as human want to put conditions on God's unconditional ways of love and being. And that's where we go wrong. So brothers and sisters, I have a list as to what we did to get our youth to go the wrong way of life so yes i had to put us on blast because i love us i love each and every one of us but it's high time that we take full responsibility for our children because it is no one's fault but ours but i do have a list as to what we've done wrong or what we've dropped the ball on number one we don't want to admit that our kids are unruly we don't even want to admit it we know in our hearts of hearts that our kid have behavior issues. We know this, but we don't want to admit it because that would mean that we have failed. Well, guess what? We have. And it's about time we face it. Our kids are jumping up and down. They are bouncing off the wall. They are cussing us out. They are having our own agendas and we let it happen. We did because we don't even want to admit it. Oh, you know how it is today. Just the way the world works. It's just so different now. And these kids, well, it's nothing we can do. What do we say? It is what it is. No, it isn't. It is the way you set it up to be. Not just the way it is. The world and all its influences didn't just happen to the kid. No, they was exposed from it or to it because you did not reel them in. Okay, let's call a spade a spade. We didn't do it. We don't even want to admit it. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I understand little David was jumping up and down and he broke it. But you know what? He That was just a bad day. He don't do that all the time. He certainly don't do that at home. Yes, he do. And you know he do. Stop lying to yourself. Or if you're not lying to yourself, you're just unaware. You have no clue. You have no idea because you're so busy. You're busy doing this. You're busy doing that. You're chasing generational wealth. You're seeking validation. You're doing everything but looking at what little David is doing over there. And that is nobody's fault 
but yours. And answer me this, especially parents. How is it that we just unaware of what our kids are doing? Is it because our careers? Is it because of social media? Is it because we're just working so hard? Is it because we're not really delving into spending quality time with our children and we we just do not know how is it in a technological world like we live in today in which you have gps trackers on your phone and have security cameras placed in every room in the house in which you can push one button on your phone and see what's going on that we not know what our children are doing how how when I was a kid, we didn't have no GPS. We didn't have no cell phones. We didn't have none of that. And my mother did work a full-time job, but best believe that she knew everything that was going on in that house. She knew it. Why? Because one, she probably did all that stuff herself. And two, we paid attention. They paid attention. My mother, she called. She had people sent over there. She had, she was in com uh, conversations with the, with the teachers and the babysitters and everything else. She knew exactly what was up. She knew when I didn't clean my room. She knew when I cussed out my uh, teacher. She knew all of that stuff and she worked 14 hour days sometimes. Most of the time she did, but she stayed aware. She wasn't too busy to find out what was going on with her kids and she had to do it alone. A lot of you, aren't necessarily single parents and i'm not saying that is easy but we are not being proactive and to seeing and being aware of what our children are doing so that's your fault it is you don't want to admit it and then you don't know so parents let's get it together and i mean all of us not just you number two we have a hard time believing others when people tell us about our children now I blame somewhat uh, council culture on this because we do not want anybody to say anything to us because we are offended. Because again, that would mean that we dropped the ball and that we are bad parents. Case in point, little Shannon cussed out all of her teachers at school. When I was a kid and my mother found out that I cussed out my teacher, she went up there. Hey, Miss So-and-so, what did my daughter do? Hey, she cussed out everyone in class and she was being extremely disruptive during my lesson planning. Really? And it was handled. It was no questions asked. It was handled. But today, because we are so offended, we get up there. Hey, what did Shannon do in class? Oh, well, she was jumping off the walls and she was being unruly. What? Uh-uh. Not my baby. She don't do that at home. You must be mistaken. What? No. If these leaders, teachers, or whatever said that your child was acting up in class, most likely they were. When did we stop believing everything? Oh, because we can't see it on social media, all of a sudden it's not true? No, we need to start believing it because the thing is, this is not just your child. Yes, you put this child into the world, but it's all of our child. It's all of us. The teachers, the policemen, your guardians, your babysitters, that is a community. And you you know, have to be in tune with your community. And if they're telling you that your child is doing this, you need to believe them or at the very least investigate it. You know, when your children are lying, you know, when they're not uh, telling the truth, you know, when they're trying to cover up something that they've done, you know it internally because you've done it. You've done it. Why is that so hard for you to believe that little Shannon was in class clowning around, acting a fool and disrupting other students? It's not far-fetched. It's true. And you know it is. 
But you don't want to believe people when they tell you because then you want to be offended. Mm-mm, they got my child all messed up. My child don't do all of that. She bring home straight A's. That don't mean nothing. That means that she can still have the ability to clown around the school. Perhaps she's not challenged. Perhaps that she already learned it. Perhaps that she's not learning it as fast as the other kids and she's acting out out of frustration. So you need to believe these people when you see these patterns in your children. You have to start believing them at the very least. Like I've said before, investigate. Number three. We, parents, adults, are scared to embarrass your kids when did we stop doing that we don't want to embarrass our kids anymore because we are so scared of cancel culture we are so scared of of being offended we are so scared that the law is not going to work in our favor when we embarrass our children embarrass them when i was a kid the worst thing a kid could ever be was embarrassed if you stayed out a little past curfew or been somewhere where you're not supposed to be, that mother, that father came out in those pajamas, hair curlers, uh, head scarves, bunny slippers, and drove that broke down raggedy Buick all the way to the venue and cussed you out in front of all the other kids. All your friends are laughing at you. They're pointing at you. they clown at you. But their parents care? No. Absolutely not, because they wasn't afraid to embarrass those children. They wasn't. Now we're so we so afraid to be embarrassed. Embarrassment is temporary, but it is necessary. If you don't want to feel that way again, then that teaches the child not to do the thing again, so that they won't feel that way again. You're gonna be embarrassed, and it's temporary. And kids are also fickle. They're gonna forget about it within the next day or two, and then it's back to business as usual. So don't be afraid to embarrass these kids. And now we're wearing hair bondage outside. We got our hair all tied up. We're wearing underwear and calling it yoga outfits. And we're doing all of that kind of stuff. And that's embarrassing. Okay. If you want to, if you really want to tell the truth, that's embarrassing. But don't be afraid to embarrass these kids or be embarrassed yourself. You're worried about what they're going to say about you. You're worried about what they're going to post about you. They were, you're worried about all that stuff. You're worried about the wrong stuff. What you need to worry about is what your kid is doing and why they're disrespecting you. And if you have to go out there and hair curlers, bunny slippers, or do rag or whatever the case may be to drag your kid out of there, then so be it. If you got to wear your bathrobe with your broke down flip flops from the dollar store, then that's just what you're going to have to do to embarrass these kids. Because if you don't care about them being embarrassed, then they're going to care more for you and then they're not going to do it again. Because that's the worst thing a kid could ever do is face embarrassment. And we got soft, brothers and sisters, parents alike. We got soft. We did. Let's just face it. Number four. Kids are acting up. Because of us. We gave them options. 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 We did. We gave them options. You know what I hear a lot these days? Hey, baby, mommy coming home. What you want for dinner? What you mean what she want for dinner? She don't have no option. She's six. You gonna eat what I tell you to eat. And I know a lot of you parents are afraid to do this with your children. I don't want to be the way my mother and father was with me. It worked, didn't it? Why not? Why not? 
You giving them options. Baby, which one you want to eat tonight? You want to go to McDonald's or you want to go to Chick-fil-A? Why are you giving them options? They're children. They're not developed yet to make those kind of innate decisions. It's up to you to make sure that they're having healthy meals. It's up to you to make sure that they're on a healthier schedule. That is up to you. You giving them options. When I was a kid, there was no doggone options, even on what I wanted to wear. You parents, some of you are letting your kids just go shopping, pick out stuff. You put it in and then you slide your credit card because you don't want to deal with it any more so than what you want to deal with. It wasn't like that when I was a kid. My mother bought the same Oshkosh Bagash jumpsuit in four different colors. And the only option I had was which color are you going to wear today? But you're going to wear one of the four. And she would iron them all out and hang them up and lay them out. Sometimes she even put labels on it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Now, do you want to wear your Thursday outfit on Tuesday? Or do you want to wear your Tuesday outfit on, on Friday? But those are the only options I had. But either way, I was going to wear it. Mom, I really don't like Oshkosh Bagash. Well, I don't care what you like. Okay? <laughs> no, they don't get those options. What's for dinner, Mom? I want this. I want that. No. No. Options? No. You're going to eat these peas. You're going to eat this meatloaf. And you're going to eat this potatoes. And you're going to like it. Okay? And why? Because I said so. We all got too soft to say because I said so. And then we said, oh, I don't want to be that way because that's how my parents were with me. Because it was effective. It worked. Don't be afraid to say because I said so. They need that. They need that. Because they're not going to pick what's great for them. They're not going to pick what's best for them. They're not going to pick what's nutritionally sound for them. They're not going to pick it. It's up to you. Because if you give your kids options, they're going to do exactly what they want to do. And what they want to do is what everybody else is doing. And that's how the world gets corrupted. Because you did not set boundaries in place. And there we go. You just let them roam free. Let them do what they want to do. And you giving them options. You gave them PlayStation and and Xbox. You to messed around and and bought eighteen pair of uh, Jordan gym shoes for them to wear. You messed around and said, "Oh well, what, how you want your pizza? We gonna get individuals instead of one big family size." You've done this. You've done this. And then when they don't want to do it, you get mad. That's your fault. Because you messed around and gave those kids options when it wasn't garnered nor required. Okay? You did that. Number five. I mentioned this before. You're blaming it on social media and rap music. You're blaming it on social media and rap music. Or any other music for that matter. Ooh, it's just the language in that music. It's so foul and so this and so that. One... You're not listening to it because you don't know what your kids are listening to. And then once you figure out what they are, you don't veto it. You know, you just accept it. And that's just the way the world is. No. And then you want to say that they corrupting our kids. Well, you think Curtis Mayfield wasn't corrupting the kids then? Do you think Marvin Gaye, Thompson, let's get it on, wasn't corrupting the kids then? Do you think Nirvana wasn't corrupting the kids with their teen spirit? The song was an anthem about teenage rebellion. And yet, and yet, and that wasn't a problem. But now today's modern music is, uh-uh, miss me with that. Social media. Your kids are on social media trying to be in the in crowd and seeking validation because you are. For every time little Danny is up on that Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever, you are downstairs in your basement, up here on Facebook, you know, if people need to get it together. You doing the same stuff, and they're only emulating what you're doing. So don't blame social media, technology, and today's music. That's you. You. You are the demonstration. You. Quit blaming everything in and around you. 
You've done this. If you stay off of social media, hey, we doing family night. Oh, man, seriously? Yep, put your phone away. Put that game away. Put that tablet away. We are doing family game night. That's what we're doing. And then they're going to get used to that. They're going to get used to that, and they're going to learn something from it, and it's going to make you better as parents. It's going to make you better as a family. It's going to make you better as a community. Okay, number six. I just mentioned the word community. Parents, you got lazy when it comes to community. There are no PTAs, and if there are, no one is attending them or anything. You're scared to let your kids go to other people's houses, and I get it. I get it. You don't know what you're going to face, but that's the thing. What happened to the community? What happened to it? When I was a kid and I wanted to go and play with my friends, my mother knew every single friend that I wanted to come in contact with. She knew all of their parents. She had what they used to call a call log right by the landline phone of the house. The phone was in the kitchen and this was a landline phone where you had the big cord that took you all around the house until we went cordless. Then we went cordless. But next to the cordless phone, she had a big old call log. These are her top 10 friends that she's been hanging out with. These are their parents. She had their beeper number, page number, cell number. And then when you went to that friend's house, the, the parents had conversed. So when that kid got in trouble, you did too. They held everybody accountable. And it was not even a question. I remember getting into trouble when I was a kid. I was they, I was in a place that my mother didn't recognize. And that girl's mother called. My mom was like, hey, you know what? I saw her out there and I brought her in because I knew that you didn't want her hanging out with these people because I don't know them either, girl. We got each other's back. We forget about communities. I remember PTAs were full of parents and not just moms. It was dads there too because dads did the security. They made sure their sons were going to the, into those gang infested areas. They made sure they was up here playing ball with their sons. They was going to the PTA with their sons because they wanted to see who other little boy that they sons were hanging out with and so on and so forth. And fathers then were extremely active in their kids' life because they, especially if they had little girls because they wanted to see what little punk that that little girl had a crush on so that they can go ahead and get it handled community parents got together with pta meetings and they didn't talk about just bake sales and church functions no they talked about their kids well what can we do with these these test scores what can we do about enhancing the curriculum what can we do about uh more after school projects and after school tutoring so that we know where our kids are and that they're learning something productive. We don't do that anymore because we don't trust anybody because we're too busy being offended. You can't be offended when people tell you stuff or what have you. You got to get together. You got to band together. And now you can use this technology to your advantage because now you can go ahead and Zoom call every parent that your kid want to hang around with. Being, and then y'all all can converse with each other. When I was a kid, my mother, I had three best friends. My mother was friends with all three of their parents, okay? And I'm not going to say just moms. I mean parents. One of the little girls had a, a, a two parents. The other little girl had two parents, and one just had a single dad or something like that. And my mother would get together with them, and they'd sit there paying cards, and they playing with one another and talking about their children. 
Okay, we lost the sight of community. We want validation. We want to be in a in crowd, but we don't want to do it together. We all think that we can go at it alone, and that is a problem. Get your community involved. Get these parents involved. And that's another problem, parents. Parents, y'all want to live vicariously to your children or whatever instead of grooming them for the way they are to go. You want to sit there and be like them. You want to sit there and do the stuff that kids do. You can't do that. You can't go to these, these clubs with your kids, even if they are grown. You can't go to the clubs with your kids, and you can't make your kids your friends either. You can't do that. We got a great relationship. We more like sisters. Except you're not sisters, you're mother and daughter. But you know me and my son, whatever. We be going out and doing this and doing that. No, that's not your buddy. That is your son, and you need to teach these kids and be an example, and get the community involved too. If you're taking your son out, Dad, the uncle should be going, the cousin should be going, and all of them should be on deck. If you're letting your daughter go to even a relative's house, they all need to be in agreement that this is our baby, and we need to protect that child okay at all costs whoever you have your children around you need to not only be aware you need to band together with that and be knowledgeable and last point as to why our kids are going the wrong way is because we parents grown folk forgot to put the fear of god in them now this fear of god not only do we not teach our kids about god we have lost sight of that, which is a shame in itself. But your kids aren't even fearful of you anymore. The scariest words that you could ever hear when I was a kid was, I'm going to tell your daddy. Oh, wait till your mama hear about this. And you were scared and you will cry before your mother even hit the house. You run and hide before you know daddy was going to come with that big belt. Oh, what have you. And again, I know that people are so delicate about whooping these kids or disciplining these kids. And I'm not going to touch on that. However, parents used to be scary because you were afraid of what they were going to do. Whether they was going to yell at you, ground you, punish you, or whoop you. You were scared. Either way. Either way. And you will prepare for, for that punishment. And these kids are not afraid of you anymore because now you all afraid of them. You're supposed to put the fear of God in these kids, meaning that you tell them what to do because you said so, because it is the right thing for them. It's for their own good. And that's what God does for us, isn't it? I'm telling you, this is what I want you to do, because this is for your own good, my glory and your good. And we forgot that. When did we forget that? Ooh, my parents, my mother was, she was just unreasonable. She's not supposed to be reasonable. You are a child. You are a minor. You don't know yet. You don't know yet. And my job is to prepare you the best way I can so that when you get out there, you will not be surprised nor ashamed. That's my job. And we had let the kids flip the script and now we are afraid of them. Put the fear of God in these kids, you know, and then parents when you do have to discipline or rect or you know you know get on your kids case follow through don't just threaten them follow through and i'm not saying doing it with violence i'm just saying oh okay okay i heard about what you did oh you will be punished and that leave it at that leave it at that and you got to follow through with the punishment you have to follow through. Don't tell them you're gonna they're gonna get punished or else and then not do anything to follow up with it. If that's if you say, Oh, you will be punished, then let them be punished. Okay? They need that. 
They need that. And so do you. Because consistency is key. That is key for everything in life, and especially child rearing. Consistency. We got to teach our kids consistency. We got to be knowledgeable of the inconsistencies. We got to keep structured structure. We need to put them on schedules. We need to make sure that homework is done. We need to monitor what they're watching. We need to know out know who they're hanging out with. We need to do that. And if they are not falling in line according to to the rules because rules have to be in place if they're not falling in line they have to be punished and make sure that they know that it's coming so that you can get that respect there is absolutely nothing wrong with your kid having a little bit of fear of you i'm 41 years old i am still afraid of my mother to some degree i will never swear in front of my mother still 41 years old going through menopause i will never swear in front of my mother i would never call her nothing else other than mama and that's just the way it is because i'm still terrified to see what happens that you see what i mean because she will say hey don't think you too grown because that's how a parent true parent is you not too grown don't get it twisted you are not too grown okay and you have to do that with these kids so in short parents Quit blaming everything around you as the circumstances of why these kids are not going in the right way. That is up to us. That is up to the parents. That is up to us as human beings. That is up to us as adults. We all have an obligation to teach our children to go the right way. And I hope that helps somebody because that really did help me. So thank you all for listening. Check out our next episode. You know we come out every week, twice a week. And... To hear what else you got to do, just listen to the end of this program. Thank you all so much for letting my heart flow to your ears. And until next time, stay blessed and, oh, I love you. Bye. Brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning into the Organic Honey Podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday and Friday. Find it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many other platforms. Also, check me out on Wisdom for live sipping chats. Feel free to rate, comment, follow, and subscribe to the show as well. Thank you for allowing my heart to flow to your ears. Until next time, stay blessed.